Älskar du den här podden? Stötta den genom IKAs nya supporterfunktion. Det är helt upp till dig hur mycket du vill bidra med och det finns ingen bindningstid. Klicka på länken i poddbeskrivningen för att visa din uppskattning och stötta podden. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to episode 7 in the Husky International series and a long interview with German triathlete Anja Beranek. My name is Magnus Ormestad and this is the Swedish outdoor podcast Husky. This interview was recorded at Plaitas Resort in cooperation with Apollo. Find out more information about this episode and previous episodes on huskypodcast.com. So how is um, your stay at Playtest this time? Oh, it's beautiful. Um, today I'm, uh, or this this time I'm quite late. So usually I start in December, but this year I spend the winter in Australia and Western Australia. So I'm I'm quite late here. So end of January, but uh, I really enjoy the the stay here. It's the perfect training conditions. Um, the hotel offer everything what a triathlete needs. It's uh, the best um, swimming, biking, and running conditions, and and the food especially. Uh, and it's a beautiful place to recover as well, and not not far away from from my home, from Germany. So it's easy to travel. And this is why I, the last three years I come here, and I I train a lot and I train hard, and uh, yeah, it it makes me makes me feel better. Because you've been coming here for. Uh, quite many years to play this. Yeah, um, I think it's now the fourth year. So um, yeah, you can say really from the beginning. So when the first triathletes settled here, I was one of them, because uh, Thomas Hellriegel, to be honest, he was the one who discovered uh, Playitas and had said, "Hey, there's a good club um, on Fuerteventura right now." Uh, and so um, yeah, he told me about the conditions, and uh, then I had a look, and uh, yeah, I, I came there like and I enjoyed saw. it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I it's, a lot it. of, it's a lot of Germans here, a lot of, uh, most of all, a lot of German triathletes, I notice, a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah, because it's, you know, the Canarian Islands, they are not far away, so it's easy to travel, and um, as a triathlete, you, most of the time you are training alone when you are at home, because you're an individual athlete, you don't have a group. Or if you're lucky, you have a brother or a sister to train with. But uh, unfortunately, I have a sister, but I can't train with her. <laughs> um, and this is why, yeah, you you also look for training partners, especially in winter times for endurance training. Um, when you spend hours on the bike, to have someone to talk to to train with. And uh, for me, it's also important to to exchange um, experience and ideas. So it's not just coming for training; it's also for for talking um, what how how they do their training, what they changed, and what is new on the market with the material and so on. So the gossip. 
Yeah, as well, <laughs> as well. <laughs> but but I'm not this kind of athlete integrated in this uh, gossip thing. But yeah, th- this this for sure. <laughs> maybe you're the one that they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I need to ask, <laughs> or maybe you can ask. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll book some more interviews, and then after that, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> Get the inside. That's the deal. <laughs> uh, but where is home to you? Home is uh, my hometown is is Nuremberg, so it's it's Bavaria. At the moment, I'm living more close to Stuttgart, so a little bit more south, so near the the Black Forest. It's also a very beautiful area to train, but in winter, definitely too cold. At the moment, we have got a lot of snow, um, so this is why when you want to do your endurance training, you need to escape from the winter. And um, but it's it's definitely in summer. It's a very nice place. You're not into the whole ski mountaineering thing and ski. No, no, that's that's too flat. I mean, we have good now snow for maybe two three days, and then it's it's getting mm. warm again. And um, yeah, I don't have ski equipment anymore because the last ten years have been not so much snow. <laughs> and uh, this is then when you ne- you need to go to the mountains, and then I prefer more to. To go to yeah to go to the airport and fly into the sun <laughs> than than go driving into the mountains. Uh, is that where you grew up in Bavaria? Yes, yeah, that's where where I grew up. What was your um, childhood like? Oh, it was it was beautiful. I would say I have a I have a sister. She's two years older than me, and we have a very close relationship. So um, I had quite a lot of fun when I was a child, <laughs> and. Um, I, I had a family who who were very active, uh, so they they make different kind of sports, but not um, on the performance or professional level. So just for, yeah, for having fun, for enjoying the nature. We were a lot of hiking and and mountain biking. So for them, it was important to show us the nature and. Yeah, and the also the the fun you can have with the sport, with with moving around. Um, so it was, uh, I would say, it was a very, very for me a very nice childhood. We traveled a lot with a camper van, traveled through Europe, and um, Germ- one of the German camper vans up in Sweden, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have been there. We have been there. Did you, did you get <laughs> the elk? Time. Did you get the elk signs on the on the back of the uh, van? Yeah, 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 yeah. We did it. Yeah, <laughs> the typical tourist. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yeah, so I really had a. I can. I can say I have a very good childhood. Uh, is that the the nature? Is that um, kind of an important element for your, like, uh, for your exercises these days? And, uh. y- yeah, definitely. Um, for me, triathlon is not just uh, swim, bike, run, and and doing doing races. For me, it's it's the way of life, and um, it's it's a healthy way of life. It's. Uh, also, sometimes you think uh, it's a little bit too much sport. It's not healthy anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I try to balance it and to keep it uh, healthy and yeah, surround it with all the things like like healthy food, like enjoying the nature. When you, when you go out with a with a bike, for me, for example, it's it's very very important to especially at home to to bike through nice villages and uh, and landscape so for me it's uh, yeah it's definitely nature and the yeah all the things around the sport where you get in contact to is is the thing what what is important for me and why, why I do that sport and not just because of swim bike run and that's it how did you get into triathlon? Because you've been doing it like for a really long time. Yeah. And you're not that old. Yeah. Um, Nuremberg is very close to Roth, so to the you can say to the mecca of triathlon. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this region is a little bit crazy about triathlon. So even in the early days, so at the 90s, beginning of the 90s, and luckily my my daddy he. Um, yeah, he was uh, a little bit running marathon, and then he yeah get in touch with a triathlete with a with a friend of him, and um, he was one of the first starting there at uh, 30 years ago in uh, in Roth, so really the first Ironman or the first triathlon anyway, and um, then he was doing this a little bit, and um, yeah, as I as I was a child, I was always fascinated what my daddy is doing, and I was I was a little bit swimming and biking and running, so the the sports were familiar to me and then I said okay um, I want to do that what my daddy is doing <laughs> and uh, then in our region we have got you know this small child and triathlon uh, kids triathlon and so I competed in there when I was 10 or 11 and I had fun and uh, I stayed there. 
Ever since, you never looked back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but when you grew older, like when you were a teenager and getting into high school and so on, you you uh, you still participated at quite a high, high level uh, as a triathlete on quite a high level, right? Yeah, um, I mean, I had the advantage that I started early, and um, that my especially my my daddy he he liked to do endurance. Uh, like like hiking in the mountains and he did that uh, he was searching for trials um, maybe not common for for a girl like me <laughs> so uh, when I was young I really I really did long long sports sessions <laughs> but uh, anyway I had I had really fun but uh, it was a good training it was a very good base training although we just did it not for training we did it just for discovering the nature and, and hiking and enjoying the mountains so this is why i had a very very good base just because of the the family background so the the way we spend our weekends and um yeah then i always uh, kept on swimming biking running and and other sports like athletics and uh, that keeps me in as a young girl very yeah very very good performance although i didn't concentrate it on on doing yeah the sport professional or whatever but this yeah this level when i when i grew older i i yeah i, I had a, a good performance and so when i go to high school i i just stayed with the sport and um yeah then when i was part of the the german olympic team at um, what age were you did you was, become a part of it was 15 15 uh, and then I stayed there I think until 19 20 so for four or five years and then when you're into that performance sport I mean then it was I was not looking for um, being a triathlete as a profession but I wanted to um, to make the best out of my of my body to use my potential and see how far I can get and this is why I then concentrated also professionally or more professionally on the sport but for me it was always important to to do my high school and to do studies and to have a, a very good education and do the sport um, as good as I can but uh, I never never thought that I can be a professional like I'm that now <laughs> but I'm, I'm very happy to to get that chance and to to lift that sport that way but you didn't have like as a teenager being in the Olympic team you didn't have a did you have like a straight plan that you followed that ended like at, at Kona or something? Um, I had a dream from Kona, I mean, for a triathlete. And especially I was always fascinated about the long distance, so the Olympic distance. I did it because I was not allowed to do the long distance. So it was just more like waiting until I get old enough to participate in, in a long distance race. And it was always my dream to, to be there. So um, it was not like uh, this is my, my only goal in my life, but this is one goal. and. Uh, yeah, being there um, as a professional, this was definitely a dream. But uh, I didn't thought that this this I can realize. Yeah. Um, you already touched the subject, but uh, because like looking from the outside, triathlon seems even though like you said it's a solo sport, but it looks for me it looks highly social. Like it's a it's always like a group of tight friends and they train together and they work out together and they compete together. Was that as the social side been a, a strong a strong uh, part for like a strong reason for you to to go on with triathlon? Um, I mean it. It was not like that. I had a friend um, that that motivates me or that that keeps me in that in that way. I would say I'm, I'm more that solo sport. So, but I was I was always supported by my family. So um, they 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 liked and they said, okay, you've got potential. Just go for it. Just give it a try. So they supported me mentally. Um, but I don't have that that group that uh, that helps me or or a, or a friend or whatever um, that that keeps me going. So it it was more like an, an individual. So. Um, but definitely the sport, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we are individualists, but... Uh, but it's we like, are, a, I always think, it's like a secret society, and you always speak about this, yeah, <laughs> sitting on the trainer, and da-da-da-da, you always have a special lingo and special, uh, like, uh, chain of thoughts and everything. Yeah, you have this, yeah, I, I would say, I would say, but, but it also depends on um, what kind of person you are, so some have this more, some less, um, but I'm, to be honest, I'm... Um, I really like the sport, but uh, triathlon is just a part of my life. Mm. It's it's not my life, so this is why um, 
I, I met the people here, but when I'm at home, um, triathlon, it's, it's my profession and I do it as a profession, but it's not 24 hours about triathlon. So I've got many, many other things. And um, this is why, why maybe I'm a little bit different. Is that maybe a reason that you didn't, that you're still within triathlon, that you, that you are able to distance yourself to it? Yeah, yeah, I think this... Um, you, need, you need those breaks? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, this is why I'm very happy that I get so late into the sport as a professional. So I'm there for three years. So I had a normal career. I was normal working. I built up a family with my former husband. And uh, I I discovered the, the hard life and, and I know what work is. And if you stand up from Monday to Friday and work uh, as a normal employee. So this is why I have it. I think I have a different um point of view to to triathlon so when i when i come here and train and uh, and i see all the people and all the friends uh, staying in the winter and um, yeah and working in the office so i'm i'm really happy that i can do that but i can just feel this because i know the opposite and this is why i say um, yeah maybe in this point i'm very happy to have this experience and that i just now can follow that way but to be honest, it will be four, five, six years, and then I think that's that's enough. What made it possible for you to turn pro? You um, said it was like three years ago. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. three years ago. Um, it was, uh, I would say, the the financial part <laughs> and the and the private situation because I was working um, in in a company and uh, yeah. Um, and there I got the, the chance to work less so I could, could more train and uh, go more to training camps. And then it was the financial part that made it happen so that I can... With a sponsor, I mean. With a sponsor, yeah. So that I... And, mm -hmm. of course, the results. So I had a very good year when I was uh, semi-professional. And then I got the, yeah, got the opportunity to, to go 100% for triathlon. What kind of... Um, for those who don't know you, what kind of merits do you have? that you think uh, if you could choose some of your merits that kind of rank above the others? Um, I would say it was uh, one big goal was the European Championship uh, 70.3 in Wiesbaden in 2012. And the that's a half Ironman. That's a half Ironman, mm -hmm. yeah. They have got the European title. And uh, in this year, I've got also the WISE European Championship in a very good race in Frankfurt as well. And uh, then I won one year later the Ironman in Switzerland, which is a very, very old and yeah, very, very good, um, good Ironman. And uh, yeah, and last year I won the the Ironman Sydney. So these have been, I would say, one of the the best results that that bring me onto that. And also because podium. Australia is such a strong triathlon country, isn't it? Oh, it is definitely. Yeah. It's it's a national sport there. So if yeah. you if you talk there to people, everyone has done triathlon once a time, and I really enjoyed the time there. I was there for nearly three months, uh, doing races there and doing my my season break. <laughs> And discovering the the Australian continent, and it was it was very beautiful. So definitely the best time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna move there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need to. <laughs> I just need to find a way. <laughs> um, when it comes to races, what kind of elements in a race attracts you? Like uh, uh, the, the 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 do you do you are you do you have a tactical mindset? When you choose competition, do you look at the competition or uh, like external factors for the race? What, what makes you interested in a race? Um, Lita, I would say these are more points. Um, but uh, one big point, um, I'm a very emotional person. So um, if I have a goal, I really want, I need to, to love that goal. So which... Yeah, a goal that motivates me every day. So it's it's a very always a very emotional race. So it's not that I go through races and see how, how or where I can earn much money. It's more what what is the challenge for me, the personal challenge. And so this is this is one point. Um, races which have a, a, a cool character or a, a challenging character or. Um, like for example, Roth is. I mean, it's it's something like a home race, so it's very emotional. All the friends, all my family can be there. So this is why, for example, this year I choose this race. 
and uh, it has a very great atmosphere. It's a fast course, so you can um, you can do your best time. So these these are very very good arguments to go there and um but then um yeah i'm also i mean i'm a professional and i need to look what what races are important for my sponsors and uh, especially also on the triathlon market what they are worth because some ironmans um if you do an do an ironman in south africa or in in South America, um, no one knows about that race. It has not a high ranking. It doesn't make sense uh, to do that. So that's also that you you need to see um, which races are important. And yeah, the World Championship Kona, I mean, this is important. If you like that race or if you don't like it, uh, no one asks you it's Kona. You, you need to do that. And uh, so I try to choose uh, the emotional race. Then I try to do the the races, my my sponsors and my yeah my professional career. I can I can build it up, and uh, and then also it depends on the time schedule which which races fit in, and it's always like that that you you have one or two main races and all the other races are for preparing and for for testing new material and to get into the the race models. So it's every race has a different different target are you sensitive to i mean being a european are you sensitive to temperatures like or do you do you, i think it seems like most triathletes they they really they if they can choose they choose warm races yeah but uh, i would say i'm i'm more <laughs> i'm more would choose the the cold <laughs> really yeah, um, the heat is, uh, or especially in Kona, the humidity is, uh, for me, it's not so easy to handle. Um, but I think mo- maybe most of the athletes, they've got the problems with the, the great humidity. But if I could could choose, I would I would go for the, go- for the cold. <laughs> then, I have a, then I have a question, because I saw that your coach, she's like winning Norseman like every year. Yeah, Aren't yeah. you, is she trying to, to get you into that? Would, um, would you would you do it? Um, yes, it would definitely uh, be the, the the perfect race for me regarding the conditions and regarding the nature. So um, that's uh, definitely on on my list. But uh, at the moment, I it, you know I need to focus on the on yeah. the fast races. But uh, that's yeah, that's it's definitely that, what that's I want to do. That's more of an uh, experience race. Kind yeah, of, more yeah. of that challenging races. Yeah. yeah. Um, for example, two years ago or three years ago, I did uh, the Ironman in Wales. It was a very small one, but it was in September, and there have <laughs> been very, very rough conditions. It was it was raining, it was cold, and uh, it was stormy, and it was it was not a fast race, <laughs> but it was just uh, an surviving adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an adventure. And this, uh, I really like this as well. How are you on uh, on race day? As, like, uh, are you nervous or how do you act on race day? Yeah, um, I mean, it depends on the race, how important it is. But uh, definitely I'm I'm nervous. But I think that you also need to be nervous to to be yeah, to be able to do 100%. So you need this kind of hormones and, and emotions um, to get into the race. Um, but um, I've got on race day. I feel I feel more the pressure of of myself, of what I want to do, uh, what my goals, what they are. So um, yeah, when I'm when I'm smiling or or not smiling at the end of the race, it's not just because of the result. It's because of my my own aims, my own goals. And um, this is why on, on race day I just need need to prove myself. <laughs> How often do you compete? Against yourself, and how often do you compete against your competition? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say um, 100%. I compete about uh, against myself, uh, against myself, against the clock. <laughs> um, I'm this this kind of, of sportsman. I mean, there you always you also need to find out what what kind of athlete you are. If you need the competitor to be fast, or if you need yourself to be to be fast and I make the experience uh, I'm faster when I'm concentrated 100% about myself and don't watch so much left and right and this is what what makes me faster what makes me stronger but you you need to find out everyone is is dif- different in that yeah uh, but you don't you're not the one who scout the competition like thinking okay so she's a fast swimmer so I need to be on her feet and then they are fast bikers so I want to be with them and they are fast runners do you, do you have like a tactic like that 
Um, yeah, you need to you need to have this. I mean, you can't exclude all the surrounding and. Um, Especially in races, I mean, you, you need to have your strategy and um, that's why definitely you need to be informed who is fast and who is uh, at the moment maybe fast and has their, um, has their peak performance. So um, that also gives you a kind of feedback during the race that you know, okay, I'm, I'm good in it and I'm, um, I just need to, for example, stay at her feet in, in the swimming course and then... Um, then I can be strong on the bike and, and do my best. So that's uh, definitely what what I need to learn because uh, sometimes I exclude too much. But uh, that strategy is important to to win races. But is it is it a fun part the strategy the mental game surrounding triathlon? It's of, at least surrounding professional triathlon. It is important. It is very important. Um, I would say. Um, that the mentally thing is is more than the body, um, so this is why I, yeah two years ago I started mentally training and um, to put the focus also on the brain and not on the body, and in in long races like like triathlon what we do it's it's definitely the the brain who decides if you will win or if you don't win, so this is um, yeah this is definitely a, a big part in that. But is it. So would you go as far as say one of your weaknesses, the the mental part that you need to readjust? Uh, no, I would say I'm I'm very good in that. I I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself, and uh, um, I learned uh, a lot uh, about um, yeah pushing myself mentally into that position. What I what I need to be on race day. So I would say that uh, that I'm very good in that, but uh, there are also s- some days when, yeah. Um, yeah, the same with the body. Some days the brain is weak. Some day the body is weak. So these days can also happen on race day. But it's uh, definitely uh, I would I would say one of my strengths. Um, and I'm also I'm guessing that you. In order to become a successful triathlete, you have to be able to adapt to uh, unexpected situations that often come up during races. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you in handling that? I'm getting better, I would say. Um, Do you have any examples? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, in nearly in, in every race, uh, something happened. So um, maybe before the race, maybe during the race, and also... Sometimes these are small things, like for example, um, yeah, one one day uh, I lost my, I lost my, um, how is it called? A part of my bottle, you know, the upper part, like a, do you say like straw? the lid yeah. or the straw? Mm-hmm. Like a straw, yeah. Mm-hmm. I lost it, and so I couldn't <clears throat> drink anymore. And um, yeah, this was uh, this was in in Roth, so one of one of a very important race. And I had no no other way to to put bottles, so I just needed to use this this bottle. And I was it was uh, yeah the half of the distance, and so I was very scary because uh, I know that it have been 100 k's and I have got no possibility to drink. So uh, there, I I need to organize during the race that uh, my family that they organize me a straw and give it to an uh, to one of the um, yeah to the aid station so that the the guys at the aid station that they could give me this, and so I was I was organizing this uh, <laughs> during the race, <laughs> or for example the in my last race in Australia my um, my neckline. From the, the helmet. From the helmet. Yeah, 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 it was it was broken. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it's broken, you're not allowed to race anymore. Mm-hmm. So, so you are disqualified. Mm-hmm. So so I put my hair clips and I was like, you know, MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> and with one hand, I was doing with my hair clip. And then I had a I had a gel on my bike as well with a fixed with a stripe. So I put the stripe and my hair clips and like MacGyver, I, I make the make the helmet or the neckline uh, fixed again. So the first 10 Ks, I was just preparing around my helmet and was scared 
scary that no one sees that it is broken and it it works <laughs> <laughs> and through that 10k i yeah i go it goes that fast but i didn't recognize it that i was uh, yeah still leading and um, these are the, the small things you, you need to handle during a race. But then I would say you're, you're pretty damn good at yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's, it's very difficult yeah, to make it with one hand yeah, because the yeah. other one is on the bar. <laughs> and there's in, in every race something happened and uh, you, you need to organize, you need to, to handle this. And, and sometimes you're good in that, yeah, like with my hair clips. <laughs> and sometimes... Uh, <coughs> Yeah, it it makes you uh, it makes you crazy. But this, I, w- I would say, every race is different, and always there happens something. And the the big th- yeah the big challenge is to to handle and, and keep uh, going and keep going. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. Uh, what do you consider to be a failure? Like a defeat or a failure? Um, I think I learned uh, to handle them. Um, a few years ago, so I was very bad in that. So when I failed... Um, it took me weeks to to get over it, but um, with that mentally training, I learned that um, that now I'm I'm less emotional. I try to find out the reasons why I failed, and I try also in a failure there is something positive, something that you learned, something that uh, that was good, and um, so this is what. What I learned to focus more on the things that works, which was positive, and to be um, able to also to reflect why I failed, so where I need to work on, what was not uh, good, what I need to improve for the for the next race. So um, I would say I'm I'm yeah with every fail I'm getting better <laughs> I'm getting stronger, but if you if you see my career it's um, it's a lot of up and down. Um, I'm maybe because of my emotions. I don't, I don't know why, but uh, I have good, very, very good races and very, very bad races. So I'm not this kind of athlete who have their constant performance. It's it's a lot up and down. And um, yes, sometimes um, maybe I think I need the down to learn um, and to get to the to the very very peak again. But um, I would say the years and the experience. I mean, now I'm 30. <laughs> I'm I'm getting a lot better with with failing. But is it um, somehow attached to like prestige or pride? Pride, um, like you're getting angry at yourself because of your prestige, or is it just like entirely like an like a inner inner problem inner struggle yeah I, I would say um, for me I'm I'm very hard to myself so it's uh, always more the the inner struggle than the yeah, than the outside but 
but to be honest, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, the people around the sponsor and the the expectations that they have, they are they are all also putting me under that pressure. But um, I would say it's it's more it's more about myself. Um, and another thing that I'm really curious of when it comes to especially long distance athletes like Ironman athletes and so on, the, I'm I'm very curious to what your what your core looks like like your your reactor that drives you like the, your mental core what does it look like when you're on the last leg uh like no energy left just keep going like staying mentally strong what what, what kind of mantra do you have what kind of uh, like yeah i think every athlete has a different mantra and, yeah, exactly. uh, and you need to find out what is really motivating you and uh, yeah, my my motor is is my family. So um, when I get to that point where I say, okay, I can't go on, and everything feels feels bad because you've got, you can't imagine how much pain you have on that yeah. distance, <laughs> and it's it's really really hard. And um, then I have good, you know, these these positive sentences that that I that I grab. <laughs> somewhere in my brain and and I have got a song because my my little niece when she's standing outside of the race course she's singing a song for for me for for, for her aunt and uh, <laughs> when I come to that point where you know I, I just look in front of me five meters and I don't recognize left or right or whatever and I just want to want to stop <laughs> uh, I sing that song and uh, <laughs> And that that keeps me that keeps me going. It, it gives me a rhythm, especially in the run when when you come to that point, um, and it uh, it gives me all the emotions that I that I really need to have. So these emotions that my family is proud of me that they are watching TV or they are sitting in front of the of the laptops and they are excited about what I'm doing. And this is yeah, this is my my mantra. Um, what's your relation to Kuna? Oh, difficult. <laughs> I mean, because you did it the first time. I did it two times. Yeah, oh, no, you've done did, it two times I've already. done it two times and I failed two times. So I Which is quite common, isn't it? Like the first times, <laughs> it's it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, you... yeah. I'm, I'm not the only one. No, exactly. <laughs> I would say. I think Chris McCormick, he did this two times or three yeah. times and then the, <laughs> the fourth or third time he won the race. <laughs> so um, it's definitely um, a strange relationship. It's like love and hate. Uh, on the one hand, it's the world championship. It's the most important race and... Um, it's a great area, it's a great island, uh, so you love it. But on the other side, you, you hate it because it's... I mean, the to be honest, the race course is ugly. Uh, it's boring. There are no people on the on the bike course. Um, it's hot, it's humid. Um, it's... Uh, yeah, the atmosphere is, is not like you need to have on a world championship. I mean, it's nice, it's, it's small, but... It's not that what what I really love, like Roth, when you have good spectators standing in in roles in crowds, and um, so it's it's love and hate, and um, yeah, when you have uh, yeah conditions like like this, it's it's very difficult to handle because you you can't train in that conditions, and then you come there one time per year, and you need to do your best performance and. Um, it's, um, yeah, I would say it's difficult, but I'm this kind of person, if I failed, then, then I want to do it again until I, I get the code, <laughs> the Kona code. Um, but until right now, I, I don't have it, but, uh, year by year I, I learn. And, um, so I think with the, with the two, with the two failings, I learned a lot and, uh, let's see what, what will happen in October. That's, um, the goal for 2015. Yeah, this is one goal. Mm -hmm. So this year I've got more, um, main races. Um, so this is, yeah, Kona is one. The other one is Roth, my home race. And then the world championship in half Ironman in Austria, it is this year. So this is, these are the three big races and, um, <coughs> And Kona is, I would say, it's the same like Roth and um, for me mm. and for and the the World Championship in Austria. I mean, for the triathlon scene, there is just Kona. 
Um, but but for me, they are these big races. They are the the most important. But you don't have any problems making long plans. You're not that eager. Like say, so you want, oh, I want it now, now, now. Can, is it possible for you to like set like a two-year goal? Um, I learned that yeah that sometimes <laughs> I need to wait. <laughs> Uh, when I was a child, it was I want to have it and I want to have it right now. But uh, the life learns me too that sometimes you need to wait. And um, but uh, yeah, I, I see triathlon um, as a period of my life, so I can't wait too long. So this is why I say now I do it 100% and um, the next two or three years. And so I must do it the next two or three years. I, I don't want to wait until I'm 38. I want to have family and children. So this is why I say um, I do it now uh, and I, I don't wait anymore. <laughs> I failed there two times, but uh, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> Third time's the charm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but how often do you need rewards you know in order to keep your motivation going oh that's that's important um i mean the the rewards are um that they make you every season when when you start the season um you feel quite small <laughs> and you need the rewards to to grow and to be self-confident um so it's it's a it's a big part um because of that sport when when you where where self confidence is so much important, um, but um, I always uh, look also for for another, yeah, like 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 tests or results in the training that give me the the motivation to go on when I when I follow away and when I have good tests to control my performance. So these are also the let's say the training rewards. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely the the other one you you need them to. To, yeah, to, to be motivated, yeah. Um, what's your relation to your body? Are you good at listening to the body signal? Yeah, I would say yes. I mean, I, I do the sport for a long time and I had a lot of experience. And when I was younger, I did a lot of things wrong. So that uh, that gives me the, um, the special feeling to my body. So um, I would say I have a very, very good feeling that uh, is... Is one of my 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 strong thing I have, and um, but to be honest, year by year I'm I'm still learning um, yeah. how I react on the training and uh, how things go on. But uh, I think as an every every good athlete needs to have this special feeling. Um, what is what his body need? Have you been able to avoid major injuries? Um, yes. Maybe I've got yeah two injuries I have uh, one I had last year the plantar fasciitis mm -hmm. so it was uh, on the my right foot so this takes me quite long mm -hmm. this was nearly half a year um, but uh, yeah this was why the last season was was not that what I expected and it was not successful. But um, this and yeah, then I had one. I had an, an accident and I broke my you know, collarbone. My, my collarbone. So this was another one. But um, I would, I would otherwise, I would say I'm, I'm very stable. So this is why. I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind quite of comes with the job sometimes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, is I don't know about Germany, but I'm guessing that uh, triathlon is immensely popular in Germany as well. It is in Sweden. Uh, mm -hmm. Why do you think it's uh, it's gaining so much popularity? Um, I would say, um, yeah, Roth, they make the, the first uh, Ironman Europe. So it's really a center of, of long distance triathlon in, in Europe. So at the, the early days. And um, then I would say it spread a little bit over, over Germany, this, this kind of, of sport. And uh, I would say triathlon is now more a, a way of life. I mean, compared to Sweden, we don't have snow. So <laughs> we don't have, I mean, we have good in the south. We have good, very good skier as well. But uh, that, that sport fits quite good to the conditions. And uh, in the last, uh, yeah, I would say 10 years, um, you know, the, the sport, swim, bike, run, everyone can do that. Um, 
So it's it's not very complicated to, to do that sport and to get into that sport. And like uh, 10 years ago, if uh, people want to do their own challenge in their life, they say, okay, hey, I run a marathon. Now they say, I want to, to do an Ironman. Yeah. And I think this is this is one one point that people are, are challenging themselves uh, beside their professional. And um, yeah, I think that's, uh, that grows in for, for triathlon, that grows that sport. So this, this way of life, uh, Having having a challenge in in their life. Um, aren't you cur curious of other like races outside of uh, triathlon? I don't know if I'm wrong, but I think you've done Xterra. Yes, yeah, I did it one time. Mm -hmm. um, I give it a try, <laughs> but uh, to be honest, I'm I'm not that good in technical downhill <laughs> mountain biking. So it was uh, it was a very tough experience for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a very very tough race, um, but it was it was quite fun and uh, and I, I really enjoyed that. Also, two or three hours can be can be very very hard. And I also did one one mountain bike race in the Czech Republic. Okay. That was that was also it was horrible. I mean, <laughs> because it's it's completely different in triathlon. You are. You're racing from the beginning to the end at about 80% of your maximum heart rate. And in mountain bike sport, it's like you're doing 110%. Yeah. And then on the downhill part, I don't have these technical uh, skills that I can dis that I can relax. Yeah? So I was 110% also downhill. And so this is was that keeps me into another range of, of heart rate. And that uh, when you're not used to it, uh, to have these peaks, um, after 10 minutes, it, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> but aren't there any other sports that, I mean, if you look past your, your professional career as a triathlete, are there any other sports you would like to explore or get into more? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I, I want to do a lot more sport, uh, and I, yeah, in the past I also did some when I, when I was younger, I did athletics, I did badminton, I did judo, I did... <laughs> You've done them I, all. I was riding horses. I don't know. I, I I did a lot of things, and and I'm I'm still yeah very very curious about new sports. So when I was in Australia, my boyfriend he was kite surfing, and uh, I think this is definitely one thing I, I need to learn. And I was I was surfing. Yeah, this is what I what I did, and it was quite a lot of fun. So there are a lot of things I, I, I need to explore, and this is why I said triathlon is is a part of my life, and it's it's now. But uh, yeah, in five years, I want to what what I need to miss right now. I don't want to miss it anymore. So I will I will explore a lot of crazy things. I hope. <laughs> um, what's the proportion? How much fun and how much passion drives you, and how much is like job? You understand? Like, uh, uh, you, yeah. you, you, you like you don't like it, but you have to get up and do it because it's your job right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very good in um, uh, yeah in motivating myself. So this is that I would say it's it's ninety percent fun and passion because I I bring me into that situation. <laughs> I talk to myself and say, Hey, Anya, <laughs> you are you're a good you have good a good life. Uh, and uh, so this is why you, you need to smile. Um, you have got now the chance to to do your your passion as a profession, and this is why I would say it's it's ninety percent it's it's passion it's fun and ten percent it's there are these hard days where you know okay you know you just need to go through it and it's uh, raining it's cold uh, you yeah have to get up yeah and... yeah just get just get out um, but uh, yeah it's it also depends sometimes. Um, on uh, also on if you for example if you're injured it's it's very difficult and the proportions are like last year it was it was the other way around it was 90 yeah. percent <laughs> job and negative and 10 percent this little bit of hope that it's getting better so it also depends on uh, on yeah on on your your situation you are but I would say most of the year it's it's passion and yeah it's uh, for me, because I say it's uh, it's it's a part of life that I do, and I just want to 
to do it now 100% and I try to, to make it positive as I can. If I think, okay, the next 20 years I will do triathlon and I will spend here in Plaitas, <laughs> I would say, okay, it's, uh, the proportion <laughs> are different. <laughs> uh, is it difficult as a full-time athlete, is it difficult to, on your days off, is it difficult to fully relax because you think, is my competition, are they relaxing right now or maybe I should do something else now or can you, with a, with a clean conscience, can you, can you fully relax? Um, I would say um, relax is, is difficult, um, especially in our sport when you, uh, when you always keep, keep moving. But it's it's important, and uh, the last years I, I also need to need to learn to 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 really relax and to find something where where I can relax. Um, so it's it's part of the training, and you need to see it as a training that when you when you lie in bed with your with your legs um, calm, it's uh, it must it must be on my on my schedule. <laughs> um, but. Uh, Yeah, like like today um, when I when I'm training a lot, and now today I've got a day off. It's it's really it's really worth, and it's I'm really happy to have this. But um, I'm also this kind of athlete that I have got so many ideas in my mind what I can improve um, because it's it's not just training. You know, being a, a professional triathlete, you you need to look for your for your sponsors, for your marketing, for um, Yeah, f for for your promotional uh, worth as a as a as a athlete, and so I've got many things in my mind. And when I've got these days off, it's it's more like oh yeah, now I've got time to do this and that. And then I, yeah, it, it's not really relaxing, <laughs> but you you need to learn it. Yeah. This thing about um, to work on your image, is that um, is that necessary? Do you have to? Is that a part of the job that you have to work on your image? Yeah, definitely. Do you like it? I mean, image. What the most important is that it is authentic. So um, that what what you build up, that's definitely you and your person. So um, this is where the for me it's the most important thing that when I communicate anything that it's true and that's that's about me that it fits to me, but. Uh, If you say ten years ago, um, the the work as a as a triathlete, it was really like swim, bike, run, and you get money from the sponsors just with your performance. But right now, I mean the the you world, Facebook, yeah, the world Instagram, has been yeah. has been changed, and uh, I'm luckily I've could study that business. <laughs> so this is why maybe I'm more sensitive in that. But it's. It's very, very important, and it's uh, sometimes it's more important than your results is the the way you let's say sell yourself. Um, but um, it's it's definitely a part, and you need to think about it um, if you because it's I mean it's we're doing triathlon, and uh, we it's it's hard to earn to to earn money, especially as a woman. Um, It's Iron Man and it's not Iron Girl. <laughs> I mean, it's not a typical female sport, and this is what, uh, yeah, what uh, what you need to work on it on your image, on the way you communicate in in social medias, the way you present yourself, and um, keep keeps attention on your on your person, but uh, on a very, yeah, authentic way. <laughs> but do you think it's more difficult for for girls within the industry than for for men? Um, Yes, I would say yes, um, because uh, if you see the the elements that Ironman stand for, like strength, like endurance, like fastness, these are all more more male things. And um, if you if you watch magazines, they promote a, a bike more with a man than with a woman. So the the material, the technical things, it's it's more a let's say a male thing but um, but i think there is also if you if you see the races i mean there are a lot of also women in the races but i would say the if you if you hear iron man you don't think of a girl like me you know like a blonde small girl um, with blue eyes and um, making that sport so so you need to to find your your creative way what says okay i'm i'm doing that sport and i'm doing it different than a man And and we're not as fast as the men, so the most attention is uh, to that person who is 
crossing the finish line first. Um, but you, I mean, we are just 30, 30 minutes behind, so that's not a lot. And uh, if you see Chrissy Wellington, I mean, she's ticking a lot of men. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely that you, you need to find your way to promote uh, into a not very female sport. But have you had any experiences of that, like being that you get are getting less from sponsors? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you if you go to a company and uh, and have uh, contracts with them, um, and you've got the let's say the 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 same results like like a man, you get forty percent. Really? Uh, it is. Uh, if you're good, you get forty percent. It is really like this. So um, it's it's not so easy. Is uh, that something that you want to you want to change it? Of course, but is it something that you want to inspire? Do you want to inspire change when it comes to that? Um, I, I try to, yeah, <laughs> because I, I try to to show the sponsors another another side that they can promote, which which is maybe interesting for them. Um, to to make the the sport attractive not just on on maybe the mainstream thing what they what they promote in the past um so this is definitely what what i'm working on it but um yeah to be honest it it is different and but it's i mean it's it's not just in triathlon if you see the the normal business world working world it's the same yeah? they are more male in the in the leading positions than than female and especially the the women they they earn less than the men when they are when they're doing the same job in the same position so i think this is um, it's it's not it's not just triathlon <laughs> how would your close friends describe you <laughs> oh ask them <laughs> Um, I I hope they describe me as a as a as a nice person, <laughs> as a funny person. Anya, she's terrible. <laughs> Always running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never staying in one uh, place. Yeah, I mean my my close friends. Um, I've got not a lot of, but uh, I've got one very close and. To be honest, we I don't see and 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 hear her a lot of a lot of times, but. Um, she she's really fascinated about what I'm doing, and she has a great respect to that. And I think this is this is very important to have people to to respect that that you don't have a lot of a lot of time, or that you yeah that you can go on vacations with them one or two times per year, and uh, it's it's a it's a different relation. But um, um, I hope they they see me as. Uh, yeah, as a as a funny but also a very serious person, and that's following their their or her her goals. So very very focused on what what she's doing, and that she tries to do it 100% in a perfect way. But I'm I'm also I mean if you if you if you meet me on the street, you don't expect that I'm a professional triathlete. So I don't walk with compression <laughs> through the through the shopping mall. <laughs> I would say most of them they 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 would say that uh, I'm I'm a triathlete but uh, I'm a quite normal person. At what stage are you now in life? Um interesting. Um um I'm 30 um a few a few weeks ago <laughs> or a few days ago. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, at first I thought, okay, I'm 30, no, no, nothing changed. But uh, to be honest, a lot of things changed. <laughs> um, I lost my key. <laughs> um, the first time in my life, I, I, I start to forget <laughs> things. Um, no, what? No, but what I what I really recognized is that I'm that I'm more more relaxed in in many things. So that. Um, that I that I keep calm also in in difficult situations or when things happen that, that I don't expect. Um, I would say I'm 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 in that stage that I'm I'm more relaxed. I'm also focused on the goals I have, and at the moment I'm yeah triathlon is is still an important thing in my life, but. Um, I would I would say it's uh, 
it's a it's a great period of life that I can live, especially that I can that I can do that sport and that uh, one one big thing is that I that I can experience in other countries like I've been to Australia for such a long time. I, th I mean, there are not a lot of professions uh, you can you can choice where to go and and stay there for a longer time. And have a nice breakfast buffet and hotel. <laughs> yeah, for example, yeah. So I would say it's it's one of my golden states. <laughs> so uh, I hope there will be maybe also golden rewards. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a brilliant time, and uh, at the moment it's the best time of my life. Sounds good. Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have anything else you would like to add? In my life or in our interview? In the interview. <laughs> <laughs> or in life. In life. <laughs> oh, in life I would say at the moment I'm I'm very, very happy. So mm. I can't imagine to add anything. It's it's everything perfect. Um, and in the interview I'm I'm happy. I hope that my English <laughs> is enough to understand. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much and, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day off and <laughs> okay. try to relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank and you very much. <laughs> thank, yes, you. thank you. Being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.